Hey, I'm Alex. And I'm Brandon. And welcome to Living Electric. We're both content creators and electric vehicle enthusiasts. And through this podcast, we hope to share our experience with owning electric vehicles and help you join the electric life. Hey everybody, Alex here. Just letting you know, we did do a live stream for the season finale of season three. The best way to watch that is probably the replay on YouTube. We'll have that link down in the show notes below. But otherwise, here is the audio from that live stream. Well, you want to get started? Yeah, let's go. Cool. I so I did. <laughs> yeah, appreciate everybody uh, that hopped on the live stream here. As always, if you uh, if you have any questions while we're kind of going through a conversation here, definitely feel free to hop in and uh, let us know what you want to want to hear us talk about. Usually, we kind of brainstorm things ahead of time and and have things to talk about. I think we're going a little bit uh, just kind of fly by wire here and uh, see what comes up from the chat and uh, anything else we kind of think of of some news that might be in the uh, that people are talking about with EVs. Uh, but first, we want to do a little recap of season three, our our best season yet. I'll yes. say, <laughs> I I would say so too. You know, and the momentum's just starting. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So with with season three, you know, we had a lot of fantastic guests on the show. Lots of conversations from all over the industry. Um, out of all ten episodes, Alex, which one did you find like the most interesting? Like of who we've talked with. Oh, I, I, I figured you're going to ask this question and I'm like afraid to say that one guest like stuck out among the others. So I, I honestly think it's a tie between all of our guests. Cause they all brought like just some unique perspective that goes outside of what we usually talk about. Cause mm-hmm. we've got kind of our own experiences and, and, uh, things we're used to with EVs, but hearing people that either work in the industry um, direct trying to like increase EV adoption or content creators like Lacey's conversation. Um, mm-hmm. and then talking to EV revolution show last, last, uh, last episode was a lot of fun. Um, so just hearing all that, I think was my kind of highlight. I thought we did a better job of getting guests on the podcast, yeah. <laughs> uh, this season. So, mm-hmm. so that those were all my favorites, I think. Oh, awesome. And I was hoping you were going to say just Tyler. No, (laughs) (laughs) I did enjoy having Tyler on too. Yeah. Yeah. I will say Tyler because he's my husband, but um, no, I I agree with you. I think it was awesome to hear the perspective of, you know, different content creators and people who are working to move the electric, you know, vehicle industry further, you know, like Matt Stevens, Rich, that conversation was so interesting and just really getting a chance to listen to how that works with like the electrification coalition um, and then having Lacey with her content production goals and being a product representative, it was just, it's, it's so cool to hear how everybody's really working together to make this happen. It's exciting. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. What about your favorite one with just us? If we're oh. throwing, if we're throwing all the guest <laughs> guest episodes out, what was your favorite with just us? I would probably say the EV trivia. Um, Ooh, I thought yeah. that that was a lot of fun, especially yeah. since I found that one from like, I think Minnesota, the drive electric Minnesota group That's that right. quiz they put together. Yeah. Um, I would say that was a pretty fun one. It kind of got our brain going and, um, you know, just kind of answering questions. I think that we typically don't think about that we know. True. <laughs> so True. What, what about you? Um, that's a tough one. I think probably a relevant topic right now, but the, it was like kind of our two of our episodes i guess we had the we had the holiday travel one right here Mm -hmm. and then we had the winter driving which i know is kind of a hot topic right now and might kind of segue us nicely into like a first news topic um 
especially with that big traffic jam that happened recently with people stranded in their cars. Um, But I think that's like a big question, especially being in the Midwest of like, what, what is winter like with an EV? Because everybody's used to combustion engines and are pretty like, kind of know what to expect with that. Um, But I think those were both, I like the education and kind of the engineering side of things, as you know, so, and you do too. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I think both those conversations were pretty interesting. Um, Maybe not as entertaining, but I think interesting and like kind of thought provoking. So, yeah, absolutely. I I will say that's one thing that I love about like, as we grow further with living electric is that like your engineering perspective is actually helping me learn more (laughs) about the technical aspects of, you know, electrification. (laughs) I'm doing my best. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I think season four, we need to have like a solely like engineering episode. Like, <laughs> I think that'd be really fun. And and I think it'd be a good challenge for us to kind of break some things down. Um, mm-hmm. So we're not like crazy into the math and the engineering behind things, but like explain <laughs> how things work so that people understand them, not just like, here's a bunch of numbers and yes. stuff. So, yeah, I was going to say that might be a morning recording because <laughs> <laughs> if it's too late, I might be like, <laughs> Yeah, I need a lot of coffee for that episode, yeah, for sure. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, so do you want to segue into the the winter driving stuff and the, yeah. the traffic jam? Yeah, Did you get absolutely. a chance to watch a lot of those those videos that people were putting out? I I unfortunately have not because I kind of I knew the answer already, so it was <laughs> it was yeah. less exciting for me to to watch those. But I've yeah. seen a lot of YouTubers kind of posting their reactions to that and doing their own tests so i'm curious if you're able to i i got a chance to watch three of them um i saw the uh dirty tesla video i think i believe the host his name is chris and yeah uh, yeah yeah okay i'm glad i got that one right um i thought that was pretty interesting of how he let his model y and his model 3 sit there you know pretty much for like 10 plus hours and like watching the percentage drop slowly um And then I got a chance to watch um, Brian, uh, who is actually in our chat right now. Um, I yeah. believe Brian, and I apologize if I pronounce your last name incorrectly. I believe it's uh, it's Ryby. Um, got a chance to watch his video, and he actually sat in his Model Y, and I believe it was like negative 10 degree weather <laughs> overnight. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so that Jeez. one was pretty entertaining to watch. Um, and then with us being a Bolt owner, I got a chance to watch Steve from uh, Plug and Play EV's video with his Bolt. And watching it sit there for 10, uh, 10 plus hours, I believe, only losing about 20% of battery. Oh, my gosh. Um, just really shows you just how efficient these vehicles are when they're not moving. You know, like yeah. how they're utilizing that energy to heat the cabin and keep you safe. Um, and I, I will say uh, I give Brian kudos for sitting I through. Know, this is <laughs> this legit right here. He's in yes, action. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, this this was such an entertaining video, and I highly recommend <laughs> if you're interested in watching something like that, go and watch Brian's video, and definitely subscribe to his channel because it was it was educational and fun to watch, but it really drove home the point that these cars are so much better than how the media was portraying them uh, yeah. incorrectly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing that goes missing is uh, just how efficient evs are like you said at at low speeds and or stopped like Mm -hmm. they're they get less efficient at highway speeds which is kind of backwards from what a lot of people think with like ice vehicles because usually they're more efficient if you're traveling at like 70 Mm -hmm. or 80 miles per hour um 
and there's like you want to shut the engine off when you're just sitting there because it wastes so much gas so yeah i think that's that's a huge advantage of evs and i and even outside of the winter driving and like i would probably rather be stuck in an ev in a situation like this than any other car yeah yeah especially if your ev has like media that you can watch when it's in yeah like like (laughs) turn on the heat you know watch some netflix like (laughs) definitely definitely yeah yeah, it, it's it. You know that whole situation in Virginia was so was so sad too because people you know abandoned their vehicles, which made the traffic jam even worse because yeah. there was cars in the way. Mm-hmm. And if you were an electric car and you could just sit there, you know, and stay warm and safe, then I'm sure things would have been a lot better for these drivers. Definitely. Um, but sadly, the media twisted everything. You know, they they basically tried to like send out like scare pieces to make it seem like EVs were would yeah. make the whole situation worse. And that's not the case. Yeah. Um, one one thing I do want to say really fast, Alex, is that I love how quickly everybody on Twitter like came together <laughs> to produce those videos. Yeah. Because to me, that's like a community that like sticks together. Like you're, you're wrong. We're going to prove you, you know, we're going to prove you wrong with these, with these, um, you know, videos, which is Definitely. pretty cool to see. Yeah. And uh, I, I see Brian said it was a real party. I'm sure it was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the other thing I was going to say is I've, I've started to realize, I think I tweeted about this early in the year too. Like most of the problems people are thinking that EVs have are just problems with cars in general. Like mm-hmm. every, everything yeah. we bring up that could be a dig against EVs could be a dig against ice as well. So like, mm-hmm. let's say you ran in this traffic jam and you had a low gas tank, like you're going to be stuck there without a car that's running. The same is going to be true with an electric battery. If you're like hit this traffic jam with 10%, like you're going to have a bad time as well. So Mm-hmm. Luckily, that that ten percent is probably going to last a lot longer than <laughs> than the like yeah. gallon of gas you might have left. So that is yeah. clearly an advantage. But I think trying to pin certain things like that on EVs is is definitely unfair, like you said. Mm-hmm. And and I think a lot of it kind of goes back to the fact that like people are so learning about this technology. I'm sure that there's like a sense of like um, not knowing better. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you don't know better, you probably shouldn't be sharing like that yeah. <laughs> like maybe do some research like talk to drivers like yeah because exactly. i mean there was an example there was a standard range plus model three that was in that situation and you know they turned on uh, netflix and i'm pretty sure the car lasted through the entire time and when the situation was up i think he had like 23 percent or 25 percent battery left yeah which is incredible i mean mm-hmm. you're not going to get that efficiency in a in a gas car no no absolutely not so i would like to stay with my evs here definitely definitely (laughs) (laughs) how's your your winter been so far with your uh your id4 has it held up pretty well i think this this is your first winter with it right it is yeah um so you know full disclosure the id4 does not have a heat pump so it, Mm. it kind of plays into that uh, you know, situation where the energy isn't nearly used as efficiently as a car with a heat pump. Yeah. Um, so we've noticed some range loss. Like, um, I would say it's been typical about like 30 to 40% range loss, depending on the exterior temperature. Yeah. Um, but we're also running it on 19 inch winter tires. So they're not mm. the most efficient set of tires. Yeah. I got um, but it's, it's doing great. Like the, you know, the car heats up really quickly. Um, it melts the ice really fast. 
And with it being a rural drive, it, Tyler was having a blast driving it in the snow the other day. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it's pretty well, especially like right now, it's about like, I think two degrees with the wind chill and the yeah. car sits outside. It's not, you know, losing energy as fast as we thought it might. Oh, that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. Do you so keep it plugged in all the time? It. Uh, we, we don't, um, okay. with, uh, well, one Tyler likes to keep the car in the garage, um, Fair. which makes sense, you know, yeah. doesn't want to get dirty. Um, and our chargers outside, um, and two, the only outlet in the garage is just a one ten, So it's mm. kind of hard to, you know, use that energy efficiently. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. But what about you? Yeah, it's been, it's been great this year because I actually have a place to plug in overnight. So yeah. I just <laughs> yeah, plug it in right. my garage. Um, whereas last year, Last winter was a rough time because I uh, had sentry mode on because mine was just parked out in the middle of our apartment complex parking lot, and I it got really cold. So I would lose a lot of energy from sentry mode, and I'd lose a lot of energy from uh, from just it being cold out. So over the course of the week, I would like lose way more than normal, even though I wasn't driving a lot, still working from home. And I would still have to take like weekly trips to the supercharger to charge up. So mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate that I have charging now in the garage. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> that has made, thing, made things a lot easier. The biggest thing I've noticed probably uh, the difference is the uh, like preconditioning. I've noticed mm-hmm. in the Tesla mm-hmm. app actually uh, you can precondition obviously but then you can see if the battery and the cabin is warming up with shore power like from the charger or from the actual car's power which is pretty oh, cool. oh that's so like, is that new i think so i think it's with the new app update so if i hopefully i can show the app without showing like our address but oh. <laughs> the uh i guess like that's a really screen. interesting i i really wish that more like oh mobile yeah i've apps... got a showed stuff like that it's blocked right now so y'all can probably see that maybe if it'll focus there we go yeah so basically the i'm probably real small on the screen though (laughs) so that like that pulsing green line right there Mm -hmm. so that is showing that it's charging albeit really slowly but if i like precondition if that turns orange that means that it's heating up the battery in the cabin from shore power which is pretty cool that is so cool I've noticed that a lot since I am charging on a 110 volt, like the, um, the, it does use the shore power a lot more because it's like, it's using all of it. Um, mm-hmm. but I think if I was using her and like the charge time bumps up really high. So, <laughs> so it's like, yeah, if you keep preconditioning, it's going to take 28 hours to completely charge. Mm-hmm. But since I've got the, uh, since I got the slower charger, it's, it definitely bumps up there a lot. But well, I, yeah, that's, that's been the coolest part, I think, is the, uh, being able to precondition and do all that without worrying about it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice. I was going to ask your garage isn't heated, is it? No, it's not, not climate controlled at all. So okay. it's just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I and don't know the, many people who have heated garages. So, <laughs> well, a lot of people have them that are like connected to their house. So yeah, at, they true. at least get like some residual heat and it might be mm-hmm. better insulated, but yeah, these are just like standalone apartment garages. They only have power run to them for like lights. So yeah, that's about it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I can only, I mean, like, I, I remember you and I talked about your Model 3 experience last winter with you having to go to a supercharger, like, you know, when you needed it. So, like, yeah. I can only imagine this makes it so much easier for you to just, you know, get in your car in a garage, too, you know, Definitely. so it's clean, and then Definitely. just go. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah Mallory's, uh, Mallory's taking advantage of that this year, too. <laughs> She's been taking my car to work, like, probably three or four times a week if I don't have any errands to run, so. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> She does love that because she can hop into a warm car. She can yeah. drive to work without like her car shaking the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, well, yeah. But you guys might be getting a lightning soon, to be honest. I mean, I know. Yeah. I noticed the, uh, I'll pull up like the configurator. Um, but yeah, I'm a little disappointed with the Ford lightning prices. I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast mm -hmm. yet, but yeah, that's I, probably I been think, my biggest disappointment. I think we talked briefly when we did the live stream last year but i don't mm. think that was for living electric but um now that they've confirmed pricing i just put on my another zip code i know that isn't my zip code so oh. <laughs> um yeah so the biggest thing i'm kind of disappointed about is this pro model there's no extended range battery for this like I would gladly oh take a pro model that's 10 grand more and get an extended range battery. You have to yeah. upgrade to this XLT model to get the extended range. And then it starts at like unaffordable <laughs> is what that is. <laughs> yeah, so, Doesn't that bring it up to like 62,000? Isn't it like, I don't know if you can see dollars? that on your screen, but yeah, it's, it starts at 72,474 If you upgrade to the long range battery. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, wow. Yeah, because yeah, then I started uh, like I started specking this out, and I'm like, this is gonna be a freaking eighty thousand dollar car if I get all the stuff like I I would want in this truck. So. Yeah, you you know the thing though, and and this is something I always have to remind myself with the Lightning is that like pickup trucks are that expensive. Like True. gas ones are around the True. same price. Like yeah, my I remember my uncle bought it. I think it was like an F four fifty once when he had like a horse farm. <laughs> And it was like a hundred and like sixty thousand dollars for a truck, and <laughs> like oh my yeah. god! So when I see like the lightning prices, I'm like, yeah, they're expensive, but they're also very comparable too. That is but, that is a good point. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely comparing it to like a Model Three, which is not a fair comparison I, at all. Yeah. So <laughs> no, I I totally agree. I I think EV should be cheaper, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, we're looking at that, and I'm like, I have a feeling. Once I know they're we're probably not going to order this for a while anyway, just because they're going to be slow to roll out. And I know they're going to mm -hmm. have some issues initially, just like any new car brand ha or new like model has. So we're probably going to wait a little bit, but I'm hoping they eventually roll out an extended range battery for the pro because that would be that'd be really yeah. nice. Yeah, I, I hope so, too, because I mean, the pro is supposed to be like the work truck, too. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I do. I do like the antimatter blue. That's actually my favorite color that Ford offers. Is that this one? Uh, it's the darker. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the, like the darker blue. Uh, we um we saw it on a Bronco at the Seattle Auto Show, and I mean, like that color is just it's stunning. <laughs> is it like sparkly too? It looks like as oh little, yeah, like sparkle. It, to it, it literally looks like a galaxy. It, That's really cool. It, yeah, it's it's beautiful. Ford did a good job with that paint color. That's awesome. Did you see the red ID4 I sent you earlier today? 
Yeah, I did. Um, so I know Ryan from the Kilowatts was kind of surprised to see one. Yeah. Um, they've been around since the Pro S and um, Pro models, I believe, of the ID4 for really have been out. So for a few months, yeah. The King's Red. Okay. Yeah. It's a nice red. Um, we saw it in person at the Ooh. Seattle Auto Show, and it, it, I think it's definitely the best color on that car. <laughs> I was going to say it looks really nice. Like, mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of that. I don't know Besides if they got a 360 view or not, but oh, there we go. It's still a render, but it looks nice. Yeah, yeah, the red is a very nice color. You know, What's and the your... ID4 is selling really well. <laughs> like, I've heard a lot of great things from everybody happen. I've talked to, so that's mm -hmm. that's really good to hear. Yeah, the uh, what's your favorite? car color you've seen on ev or any car i'm curious because you're you're a car person more than i am i feel like <laughs> oh man that's a that's a really tough question um <laughs> i know you I, like the like the some of the porsche tycon colors it, it's funny you say that because tyler actually saw a uh, tycon cross turismo today for the first time in person and um it was dolomite silver which is the silver that we uh the tycon that we drove last year mm. had and i like tyler and i are, are shopping for cars right now and i'm not the biggest fan of vibrant colors on cars just because mm. i think i would get bored of them easily um i like the grays like the the darker black white gray silvers um that's such a tough question <laughs> <laughs> oh they have volcanic gray metallic yes okay, that's kind of cool okay i now that i'm watching you go through like the porsche website <laughs> my favorite color on a vehicle is carmen red uh it's um it's like a darker almost like a dark lipstick red metallic mm -hmm. i think it's stunning is this what the one we saw in pasadena had was that the carmen red uh that or was I it think like that a... was i think that was a specific color for the gts Tycon. okay yeah but but that's the the carmen red gotcha yeah it looks do nice. you have a favorite color <laughs> Ooh, i don't know i'm i'm a big fan of wraps personally <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i really like the uh let me see if i can find a find a picture of it but the like model three with um what's the expel it's expel stealth ppf Oh, is that the matte color? It's a, I think this is it. This is from Orange County Detailing, but yeah, they, uh, oh, moonwalking. Um, they, <laughs> so it's the, it's midnight silver, my color of car, but they ignore these ads. These are not, these are not sponsors of living electric. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Basically, they take the the midnight silver metallic color and they put the Expel Stealth PPF over top of it. So it's like this kind of like matte PPF they put on top of the car. So it's protected, but it's also yeah. like adds little satin look to it, which looks really oh, nice. nice. So yeah, that does look nice. Hopefully, they'll skip to where it actually. Yeah, yeah, like That's, that looks that... real nice. I think. Mm -hmm. So see that's the thing I love grays like yeah like a really solid gray color can look really nice mm -hmm. 
and and I will say now that I know that like from time to time I complain about my bolt the the paint <laughs> the paints that GM use like on their vehicles are actually pretty on point like that's the, good um the gray on uh on our bolts called nightfall gray metallic and in certain sunlight it has like a green hue to it and it almost looks like it's going from dark green to gray that's um, cool. there's a lot of dimension to it I, I really they do a good job with their paint colors yeah 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 i really like that that satin gray. it's so nice yeah so I'm starting to get like a bunch of paint damage too. So I have a feeling instead of spending thousands of dollars to like fix my car up, I'll probably get either like a, some kind of satin PPF like this that hopefully hides some of that stuff or just a wrap on my car because mm -hmm. there's just so many options. Um, and it's usually cheaper than fixing the paint. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, just take saran wrap to it. <laughs> yeah. I heard of somebody doing that. I'm like, there's no way that's actually a thing that people do, but apparently it is. So <laughs> that that might be a season four conversation. <laughs> maybe, yeah. Yeah. How to uh, how to prepare your car for a road trip on a budget? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Just pictured like people putting sandwiches in it, like tying it to the car. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, gross. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Alex, do you have any exciting news stories you want to talk about? Any exciting news stories? Um, there's so many in the EV space, it's hard to pick one, honestly. There's, like, news stories coming out every day. Yeah. Um, I've fought, been following a lot of Tesla news, so I saw, like, their their crash test stuff they just released for Q quarter four um, just came out, which I thought was pretty interesting. Mm -hmm. um, oh, the other one that I sent you today was the bollinger is actually not gonna produce their truck or they've got like a indefinite uh extension on on producing it which i thought was yeah. interesting yeah i was kind of surprised by that because that that truck has been in development for i think more than three or four years now yeah so i wonder i'm not exactly sure why they stopped like i i know that they're focusing on delivery trucks right yeah here it is yeah so they're they're essentially suspending, as the title says, suspending plans for their electric B1 and B2. Um, I think this is a more of a business move, honestly, for them, because I know these trucks were going to come in pretty expensive to begin with. They were going to mm -hmm. be very like kind of bespoke trucks. They weren't going to be mass produced. And I think business-wise, they have a better chance of making it as a startup if they really perfect their chassis and can work on... Mm -hmm their production and commercial side, which I believe is what this article kind of talks about. So, yeah, I, yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I mean, like when, when I saw it, I, when I saw the news story, I was a bit surprised, but at the same time, it makes total sense. Like yeah. develop your platform for different applications and then get to that point where you're building that truck Yeah, and you know, the SUV. Yeah. So I know it's, it's going to be tough for a lot of these startups just cause they have so much like, it's an uphill battle already. Luckily, we've got a lot of support around EVs now, so finding money is a little bit easier. But mm -hmm. I think in a few years, like we're going to see a lot of consolidation in the EV space and people falling out that were were once quite popular. So it'll be it'll be an interesting few years once things really ramp up. Oh yeah, yeah. I I'm pretty excited to see what 2022 brings. <laughs> yeah, for sure. An exciting year, I'm sure. What about you? Any news stories you saw recently you want to chat about? I'm going to ask you, do you like Taco Bell? Uh, it depends on the time of day. 
that's and how tired and how and how tired I am. (laughs) (laughs) I think the last time I had Taco Bell was um, was definitely in college. And that was a like I need something to eat and I don't want to make anything and I have five dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I will tell you that I've only had Taco Bell once in my life and that was really? uh, two years ago. Yeah. Wow. Um, never. I mean, like I've had a Baja Blast before, um, but like that was it. I never had their food until two years ago. So, but Not a lot of vegan it, options there either. No, <laughs> no. I mean, probably lettuce and yeah, probably beans. I, I'm not sure, but. <laughs> But if you are looking to go to a Taco Bell, you might actually have a chance soon to charge your electric car there. Um, Taco Bell actually just announced that they've raised about $6.2 million in funding to install 70, um, 70, well, actually it's 420 total chargers at 70 different locations. Wow. Um, Okay. Definitely want to point out 420 is probably, you know, I'm sure that's a specific number that they (laughs) went for. Um, But that's pretty exciting. So um ultimately you know what was that if i don't if these ads go away um i do have it i have the article saved i'll send it to you this is a forbes article from october of last year is there a new one that just came out oh (laughs) i am a little delayed (laughs) yeah it's it's cool it might they might have rewritten or re like finalized things too because sometimes these things are rumored and then they kind of get finalized so yeah, so it looks like they probably just finalized some of that information, but yeah, that's that's the article. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, I welcome more networks, you know, more chargers. That's definitely that's be great. <laughs> I would love a like. I know the kind of fast casual type restaurants have gotten super popular. Like, I don't know how that compares to like drive-throughs and real true fast food anymore. I feel like a lot of people are going more towards like Chipotle or BB Bop or some of these others mm-hmm. where they're grab it real quick and eat in like 15 minutes it's not like they're eating while they're driving so i think a situation like this is honestly perfect because you could yeah. i know a lot of these fast food restaurants now have like app ordering so you could pull to your parking spot order it or if you're on their way there you could have a passenger order it park mm-hmm. quick charge get on your way so smart business move i think from <laughs> from yeah. a lot of these companies so yeah no, I, I agree. And it, it's funny you mentioned that about fast food, um, because like I've noticed like McDonald's are starting to like open up these like really comfortable cafe style restaurants. And I, I think the more we see that happening, the more likely we're going to see chargers at these restaurants. So definitely. Um, yeah. Kudos to Taco Bell. I, I think that's pretty cool to see that. And it looks like probably mainly California. So maybe we'll see it here in Ohio. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, maybe in like you know. 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 funny how like not ahead of the game necessarily. I guess in EV space for sure, like more ahead California is in terms of transitioning to electric, which I think yeah. we saw firsthand of what may contribute to that when we were out in California. Because yeah, fuel yeah. and just living in general is very expensive. So mm-hmm. yeah, and it, it it almost seems like every time you turn around, like when we were in California, there was chargers and hydrogen vehicles and just. It, it kind of made me wish that Ohio was more like that. I mean, yeah. Columbus is like that, but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like I always talk about how jealous I am in every episode. <laughs> One I know I've heard a lot of rumblings. I can't, I can't confirm or dra- deny anything, but a lot of people are looking to expand into the Cleveland market with charging. So 
at least Come from Cleveland. what I've talked about or what, who I've talked to. So, oh, sweet. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that that is exciting news. I, yeah. I will welcome that, and I will test those chargers. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was my only news story. I I'm pretty excited about that one, though. That is really cool. Yeah, like you said, I think a lot of people start expanding, kind of see opportunity there. So. I think the biggest thing I've noticed right now is is EV charging is more of a customer acquisition method than a actual way of making money um, and like a revenue growth opportunity using like a sh- ton of business terms here. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I definitely understood every one of them. <laughs> that's good. That's good. Um, but the, uh, what was I going to say? I've heard that is actually like the same way gas works. Like gas stations, I guess, don't make a lot of money actually selling gas. Have you heard that? No, I, I always thought like their main like revenue stream was gas. Like the, you know, from that's the what I thought as well. But apparently wow. gas is not marked up very much, like very low margins on gas and their high margin stuff is all of the stuff they sell inside the gas station which I thought was very interesting, which I guess bodes well for EVs. Cause I know like charging right now has to be pretty low margin for people to even like consider using your chargers. Um, mm-hmm. Not that there's a lot of options now, but I think as more options get out there, we're going to see charging be competitive in the pricing space. It's kind of similar to how gas is now where you've got like two options on an exit to charge, you know, one charger is free or very cheap. So you're going to stop at that one. So, yeah 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 it's, i guess it's it'll be interesting sorry definitely. yeah i i mean i guess that that bodes well for for ev charging coming to situations like that because they know that they need those incremental sales to stay in business and in attracting more drivers is going to be crucial as people transition so oh yeah absolutely i will say from personal experience this past week i went to walmart at like 10 p.m to buy oreos and they had an <laughs> EVgo station so i plugged in i mean <laughs> I, I i will say i i really hope that chargers like locations have more of those convenience store spots Definitely. Um, I, I know sheets and, you know, like some of those other like gas stations are starting to offer fast charging. Yeah. So hopefully I can like grab some Skittles <laughs> while my car drives. <laughs> but we just had a uh, gladly buy a pack of Oreos. <laughs> yeah. Schmandarin, it looks like in the yes, chat said, said it is true that gas stations make almost no margins on gasoline. So thank you for is- the. The quick fact checking there to make sure I'm not yes. <laughs> completely BSing yeah. everybody. <laughs> so, a- Andrew, Andrew is my friend. I met. Oh, him when okay, I awesome. At, when I when I went uh, when I worked at Tesla, Andrew would okay. come in. He just bought his first Model Three, um, awesome. and it is uh, midnight. Oh my gosh, you guys, you guys have the same color. It's midnight gray, metallic, okay. right? Midnight silver. Midnight silver metallic. Come on, Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> My my te- my Tesla tattoos crying in shame right now. <laughs> They're fading. Got to get them yeah. get them lined up. <laughs> right. I I'm a GM fan. Um, <laughs> but yes. So Andrew is a big Tesla enthusiast and awesome. uh, EV enthusiast as well. So love that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks for the thanks for backing me up on the gas uh, claim there. <laughs> <laughs> 
but yeah, to your, to your point, I agree that like more charging stations need kind of those convenience store type things. I've always said it would be a huge, uh, huge business opportunity to open like a, take a one or two parking spots next to superchargers and open up a small little like cafe type thing to grab quick yeah. convenient snacks and stuff like that. Um, Cause I know most places I've charged, you have to walk like 50 yards to a Meyer or Walmart or whatever, wherever the charger is and to get mm-hmm. stuff or use a bathroom and having something like small right there would be awesome. Oh, have oh, a yeah. couple bathrooms, get your snacks or whatever. And, yeah. and again, go back to your car, especially yeah. when it's cold out. So yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. Especially when it's cold out. I, I will say uh, this is actually a question I want to ask you. Um, so when it comes to like EV ownership and like, you know, helping other people go electric, do you have like a specific personal goal that you would like to like accomplish to help that? Oh, and in terms of just expanding EVs like, or charging or whatever? Yeah, like charging. My, I'll tell you mine, it revolves around food. Um, okay. But I want to hear what you have to say. <laughs> I have a couple and it's i think they can tackle a couple different areas of it first would be i really want to have similar to the kilowatts i i really like what they're doing i think having some kind of ev rental service would be really cool Mm -hmm. um just seeing people's like first experience with electric educating people about how evs work how to use the car like what's different about it all that kind of things and and seeing their first reaction to it um because i think that's the reason a lot of people rent cars on turo like are either for fun or they're in town and need a car and they're familiar with a certain vehicle that they want. So, Mm -hmm. um, I think that would be a lot of fun, but then outside of that, like I just said, I think opening up like a chain of, of small little, like fast, casual restaurants close to charging stations (laughs) that people can stop at and grab a coffee or whatever would be really cool. So yeah, I'm curious about yours. Hopefully I didn't steal any ideas. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, I I think both of those are great ideas. Um, Mine revolves around food too. Um, I've always wanted to buy like a big piece of property and build our house on it. But at the beginning of the entrance of like the driveway, I would like to expand it into like a small parking lot and have like um, three or four fast chargers that are mostly solar powered with a bathroom and like a vending machine. So it would be free for drivers to utilize and, you know, they can get a free charge and, you know, get some snacks, use the bathroom if they need to, but kind of like utilize like a big piece of property to have a um, charging location. Like that's always been That'd like a be dream cool. of mine. Yeah. Here's what you got to do. You've got to have your house at the very back. You got to have a long driveway, first of all. Yeah. <laughs> you have your, yes. your house at the very back. In the middle, you have a bed and breakfast bunch of destination chargers around that and then at the front you have your coffee shop and your restaurant or whatever else for people that are traveling through with a bunch of fast chargers i like you can hit hit all three (laughs) walk to work every day you don't even need a car (laughs) yeah it'd be perfect yeah i like it That's funny. I think we might need to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Give it a few years. We'll be there. Just got to save up yeah. a lot of money first. Yeah. Get some investors. Yeah, the, the the living electric bed and uh, you know bed and breakfast. B and B. Yep. B and B. The EV B and B. Oh, I like it. I like it. <laughs> All right. Nobody steal that idea. We've got. We've yes. only got five viewers. Yes. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we know where you guys live. No. I'm just <laughs> Cool. We got. We do have a few people listening. So if, if you do have a topic you'd like us to talk about, definitely drop it in the chat. Um, 
don't know if we mentioned that at the beginning, but we're we're open to chat about whatever. This is kind of a fly by wire type episode. So this yeah. is just me and Brandon's <laughs> normal chats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are hearing what happens between the takes. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually That's beginning funny. to regret not grabbing some water. <laughs> oh yeah, I keep sipping on them, teasing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> you can go grab one if you want. We've got a. Uh, I can keep people entertained for a little bit. Okay, I'm gonna go on mute and I will be right back. Okay, quick intermission. Yeah. So, yeah, this is basically what happens when we're, uh, when, when, like Brandon said, in between takes. We don't usually. Uh, we usually cut a lot of stuff out where we've got kind of side conversations going, but I think this is an interesting behind the scenes episode so far of what we kind of chat about, um, both before the episode and then after the episode, um, when we don't have it all planned out. So do appreciate everybody tuning in. Like we said, if there's anything you want to chat about or have something to comment on, definitely let us know. And hopefully Brandon's back soon. Brian said he loves the EV B&B idea. Tarot your car while you walk to work. Brian, just million dollar ideas here. I love that. Hopefully the stream is looking okay too, because I know we had we were down to the down to the wire getting the whole stream set up. So hopefully everything looks and sounds okay still. I'm trying to think of any news stories that have happened recently. Has anybody seen anything that they're interested in or want to hear our perspective on? And we talked about the uh, the Taco Bell stuff and the uh, and what was the other one? Uh, the one I brought up about Bollinger. But there is so much stuff going on. It's it's honestly hard to keep up with nowadays <laughs> with how much oh, stuff is going yeah. on. Oh, you're back. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Do I sound okay? I just want yeah, to yeah. screw up that. You're good. So. Okay. Um, yeah. The, uh, I don't know if you saw Brian's comment. He said... He said he loves our EV B&B idea. He said we could Turo our cars while we walk to work. Oh, nice. That's just, yeah. 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 Huge. I Not not sure about the Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the ID4. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I, I definitely think we need to brainstorm about this idea. Like, I'm, I'm like picturing like this like really cool like structure with like lightning bolts and like. <laughs> I love it. Mallory's a civil engineer. She can design it all for us. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> I can do the wiring. You can do all the marketing and the yeah, business side of things. We'll be set. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Tyler, make it all, make the user experience just A1. And <laughs> yeah, <it's... laughs> we'll have tablets everywhere with stuff running. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> they walk in and it's just a whole wall of like TVs. Like... Yes, yes. All of our videos from playing on repeat. <laughs> <laughs> they're not sick of our faces by the end then <laughs> we did something wrong right. <laughs> that would be great well did we have anybody say any topics or yeah brian just chatted i don't know if you saw that uh talking about winter stuff have you thought about an episode about the difference between the heat pump and resistive heating from the engineering perspective Ooh, we'll have to add that yeah. to our our season four discussion if you want to i don't know if you have notes up anywhere yeah I can't leave because I'm I've got streaming going on. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I really need to get a second monitor. It'd be awesome if I could have like a monitor mounted above this somehow to show like what's going on. 
Oh, you know, speaking about monitors, this is totally not about electric cars. Um, did you see that that screen that Samsung announced at CES? No, what was that? It's like this huge curved um, LED screen and it rotates. So it actually goes over you. So like you have this whole screen. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I, I think it's like a, I think like either like a 45 or 50 inch screen, but like literally it like goes over your head. So you see nothing but the oh, screen. Like this? <laughs> Uh, I don't see anything. Oh, duh. Because I paused the live stream. <laughs> Can you see it on Zoom, though? Uh, no, I can't see it on Zoom. Oh, hang on real quick. Let me see I actually I haven't been able to see it this whole time, but I didn't want to interrupt oh. anybody. <laughs> oh, now okay. I see it. Yeah, there yeah. we go. Okay. Yeah, I think it's... I saw like I a TikTok is, about though. it. I think it's that one. Okay. Samsung just does insane stuff at CES every year, so. Yeah, I, I feel like every year at CES, like, you see, like, new monitors, and it, yeah, Is that's it? it. Oh, yeah. geez. That's insane. Oh, it's a Samsung Odyssey screen. Arc. Oh, that was the same thing I brought up earlier, I think. That's really interesting. I've never liked the, I like the side to side monitors, but I've never liked having to like look up at a monitor. Yeah. Like my <laughs> neck would hurt, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like so. that's very fitting in like a spaceship, you know, like. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. Know. So Spe I see Andrew. Oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. If there's a chat that, that takes precedent yeah. over anything I've got to say. So, <laughs> um, Andrew posted, uh, the, I haven't listened to any of the other episodes, so I'm not sure if you guys discussed the upcoming full self-driving price hike. We actually haven't talked about that yet. Um, and uh, Andrew mentioned that 12000 is way too high and that he wishes enhanced autopilot would return. Um, I am now, right there with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> don't, don't you have enhanced autopilot on yours? I do, and we could we could honestly do a whole episode on like the f whole full Tesla full self-driving thing because I think it's... It's gotten a little bit ridiculous with how high the price has gone without any major increase in features. So yeah, yeah, that's my yeah. many thoughts as a Tesla owner. But we honestly could do a whole episode on that. <laughs> so yeah. I, I do have a video. I do have a video. Um, I'll pull that up while you're chatting. But I think it's like, should you buy full self driving or something like that? Yeah, look up this video of mine. It's, is this full self-driving option worth $8,000? This was like back in May of last year when they initially hiked it up. But essentially, I don't think so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just I just really wish that there was like some type of like, um, like worthwhile update, you know, like besides like the full self-driving beta and, you know, like all the, the tests that like a lot of drivers are doing, like, yeah, I, I just think like, if you're going to increase the price, like there needs to be a reason why, like, agreed, you know, like it, from the beginning, it just makes, it kind of makes me question like from the beginning, like I worked at you know, Tesla when they added all the cameras to the model S and like with the mm -hmm. model X. And at the time they said that those cars were capable of doing that. So like what, obviously i know technology improves but like i don't know like to me to me it was almost like you're you're putting out an idea that i think 
should have been more prepared before you made it public. Yeah. It seems it, like they uh, backtracking a little. Yeah, and I understand, like, as a business, you've got to continue to, like, hype your business up and market that and say, hey, we're working on this feature, it's coming. But, like, it's almost kind of like an Osborne type effect now where it's like, well, why are we going to spend money on this when like nothing has changed? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, so yeah, to answer your question, I do have enhanced autopilot, which I think was a great buy at the time because I think I got it in September of 2020. I believe they ran like a month long, sale i guess you'd want to call it or thing on it saying that like hey you can get enhanced autopilot right now and i'm like yeah like enhanced autopilot is worth it because you get a significant upgrade over standard autopilot you get the auto lane change you get navigate on autopilot you get a lot of this other stuff and i don't think the bump from especially for me like the bump from enhanced autopilot to full self-driving is minimal <laughs> like i get i think i would add like stoplight and stop sign control the two things i would get and that doesn't even guarantee that I would get this beta that they're they're testing with everybody. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I just, I mean, like, that's, I, I definitely, you know, I always kind of stand by the fact that, like, businesses always have room for improvement. And yeah. I definitely think that this should have been thought through more before mm -hmm. just continuously hiking up the price. Like, yep. um, I don't think 12000 is going to be the last price increase. Like, I have a feeling oh, no. it's going to just go more <laughs> but yeah i'm curious yeah. what i ha probably have a screenshot of it in this video of what was included at the time it's so funny to see your old background <laughs> i know it looks bad compared to now um but yeah like this is the autopilot definition which is in included standard with every car now hmm. like when i was looking to buy my car it didn't include that standard you had to buy the autopilot upgrade um, trying to find if I have a screenshot of it or not. I kind of went through like the different perspectives as well. Like tech perspective, is that technology worth $12,000? Yeah, maybe. But like, that doesn't mean people are going to buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, buying a like 2080 graphics card is probably like worth it from a tech perspective. Does that, does that need you, mean you need one in your computer? No. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so i don't even know what that meant but i agree <laughs> those are like those crazy like expensive graphic ca graphics cards that are like thousands of dollars a piece um, oh, okay. that people put in like their gaming pcs but like do you need that in your computer to run Fortnite? no, oh, no. <laughs> like yeah. probably not <laughs> That's probably, probably like way oversimplified, but I feel yeah. like that's a somewhat good analogy. Uh, no, I think I think that was a great explanation because I think my <laughs> IT degree is like crying somewhere with the fact that I did not know that. <laughs> that's funny. I did see Andrew is uh, curious when the single stack software slash data from full self driving version eleven um, will make it into normal autopilot. Um, I don't know too don't much know. about that. Yeah, I'm not sure. So, like, I don't know how much background you have, Brandon, or anybody else has, but they essentially are going to try to bring the same technology that's in, like, the full self-driving software and move it into normal autopilot driving, like, for just keeping your car driving forward um, and staying in the lane. Because okay. right now, it's essentially two pieces to autopilot. It's 
It's auto steer, which keeps your car in the lane, and then the um, an adaptive cruise control, which speeds up and slows down, like for cars in front of you. That's mm. those two features essentially make up autopilot. Full self driving adds all the turns and all that extra stuff. Um, so that's kind of how they're trying to like split it up. But the like basic autopilot, the the auto lane keep and the in the adaptive cruise control those two features haven't changed like at all since i've got my car (laughs) in over two years they act exactly the same they haven't really been updated i will say on the new software update though autopilot has been a lot smoother like it's done a lot better at not phantom braking which i thought Mm -hmm. was a big improvement and it's been a lot better at slowing down for cars in front of me so like usually when I came up to a stoplight and there was a car in front of me, I would have to disable autopilot so it didn't slam on its brakes like right before the car. Um, and now oh I can just gosh. let it go and actually it actually it actually stops in a like in a safe amount of time. So that wow. so I don't know if that's transitioning any of that stuff, but I hope so because I think that it definitely needs a lot of updates. Mm-hmm. So yeah, especially as the uh, I think Tesla moved just to Vision, right? Which is the yeah. cameras. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So hopefully that improves the the phantom braking situation. <laughs> yeah, and I've been told they essentially disabled like the radar, but mm-hmm. I'd be curious to test that on my car if there's any way I can block the radar to see if it actually works. Like when I don't have the radar on, if I can put like a metal plate in front of it or something <laughs> to, <laughs> to block wrap. the radar. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I do know from my personal experience, and I'm sure you've experienced this driving in the snow when the snow blocks like the front Mm. of the car. But Mm. I think that pretty much just disables all of autopilot, right? When that happens, at least yeah, yeah. So it it disables it for the most part. Hmm. So I say Saran wrap, a sandwich, and a metal blade (laughs) (laughs) covered up. See what happens. That's funny. People might be looking at you like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny how the whole uh, debate around, not, maybe not even debate, but just discussion around like autonomous vehicles have almost come synonymous with EVs mm-hmm. uh, just because of like Tesla's kind of research and push on that front where I, I really see it as kind of two separate things, um, but they've kind of become, become conflated as a, a similar topic. So, yeah, yeah, I, I've noticed that, too. And like, it, it's, it's interesting to me, because like, I, I genuinely feel like not, not everybody is going to be interested in like the self driving aspects of what some of these cars are going to be able to do eventually. Yeah, um, I think some people just want to drive. Like I know, for me, yeah. personally, like, I'm interested <laughs> in like the self driving and, you know, fully autonomous cars. But at the same time, like, I like to be in control of the vehicle. Yeah. Um, but it, it is interesting now that you say that. And I think a lot of the reason is the power aspect, like the bigger, the, the, you know, the big battery packs allow for a lot of that technology to be powered that like a combustion vehicle isn't capable of doing. So yeah. at least that's from one of the, some of the research I've done, um, you know, I've read, but it is interesting that the two kind of go hand in hand now. Yeah. Have you, have you tried autopilot recently? Like on any newer no. cars? Okay. No. Yeah, I will say that like I I very much enjoy driving on like city streets and stuff and like back roads and all that stuff. Love driving on the highway. Autopilot has been like a lifesaver. Like I 
don't drive on the highway without it now. And like, I don't know if I could go back to not having it (laughs) now that I use it every day, especially just for like long, boring drives where I'm just kind of sitting there, my speed staying the same and the roads are generally pretty flat and non-curvy. Like it's, it's just like everywhere I drive in the Midwest is essentially that way. So having autopilot has been awesome. So I think you even said that when you were in California, when we were driving or when you were driving the Polestar, yeah, because we yeah. hopped on the I-5 or whatever, and I'm like, I'm not used to this at all. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm in the passenger seat like, what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have not driven a car recently. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't even have my license now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that yeah, was very is. weird switching back. Like, oh, I don't sure. know if I... That's yeah. like one of the big things keeping me with Tesla too is the autopilot and supercharging. Just that whole experience are keeping me with Tesla. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I genuinely want to try uh, systems like Super Cruise. Um, mm. You know, we we did get a chance to try Blue Cruise uh, briefly in the Mach-E GT yeah. that we drove in California, yep. and that worked pretty well. Like the um, auto lane change was pretty smooth. Um, mm-hmm. I think it took a little bit for it to figure out when it needed to go over, yeah. but it did it smoothly. Um, but Super Cruise is a system that I would like genuinely love to try for Definitely. GM. Yeah, maybe only- maybe one day when the bolts are back on sale (laughs) that's right yeah Yeah. the only thing i don't like about a lot of the other like kind of autonomous features on other vehicles like non-tesla vehicles i've noticed they're very um difficult to like figure out how to turn on and like adjust Mm. like it's like i can never figure out how to turn it on like when i'm in the car like in my car (laughs) it's very simple like i don't double press on the right stock and it's on autopilot like i know right away there's a big note of like the screen lights up to show that show that you're on autopilot whereas like a lot of these other cars it's just got this little symbol to show you that you're like on autopilot or on yeah self-driving feature mode or whatever they call it so and i'm obviously biased because i drive my car every day so (laughs) so don't like it's don't take that as a huge dig towards others (laughs) because but but I mean, it's it's true, you know, like the ID4, like I, I personally don't drive that car enough to like know how to put it on um, on adaptive cruise. So like really? when, when I get in there, I always I, it always takes me two tries because I'll, I'll hit the wrong button on the steering wheel. And mm. I'm like, oh, that's canceling. it. OK, let's activate it. Then I get it going. But um, I like it, it's true. Like every car is different, too. Like I, I wish that like the more of these cars get into like, you know, some of these like semi-autonomous driving features that you just press the cruise control button and it just does it, you know, like it's all encompassing. Yep. It just makes things so much easier. (laughs) Yeah. Which can be a little like confusing on the Tesla. I will say that because if you do a single press down that puts you on adaptive cruise control. So you can like screw it up and like think you're on autopilot and then let go of the wheel and that starts drifting oh. one way, like, <laughs> which I've done before, like, cause oh, no. I'm glad they made the update where you can, uh, there's certain situations where you can disable autopilot, but you're still on adaptive cruise control. I believe if you like jiggle the wheel at all, but don't press the brake, then you can knock yourself out of lane keep, but it will keep you on adaptive cruise control. So there used to be not any ding or notification or anything besides like the little thing on the screen showing you that you're not on autopilot anymore. And Hmm. they added a ding now so that you you know when you knock yourself out of autopilot and it's like, it's still trying to drive itself or it's still like, you still got to take control now. So that was interesting. Interesting. 
that so if we replace one of the the cars with the tesla that's actually something i would like to experience more like on a day-to-day like i pretty much only have experience with like autopilot one like you know yeah. like the the first model the i had that. version yeah yeah and it it worked relatively well on the highway but like i i would love to experience more more frequently like some of the new technology yeah yeah you're definitely definitely welcome to take my car for a little bit if you want to borrow it for a day and test some of that stuff out i will <laughs> take you up on that because <laughs> it's it's very interesting when you start putting on the uh the enhanced autopilot features and some of the like auto lane change stuff which i've disabled mm. a lot of because i don't like my car just like changing lanes out of nowhere because it thinks it can go faster or yeah. <laughs> something like that yeah. so that uh i have a lot of that stuff disabled but it's uh it's been interesting for sure because it's improved a little bit but in the past year or so i haven't noticed a major difference in how it behaves mm-hmm. or if it's improved at all so i think i think i'll just be impressed going from the bolt that has like no adaptive cruise to you know like any of that except for just cruise control to that does it not even have adaptive cruise it's just straight dumb cruise yeah. control and that's the, it. the new ones the new ones do have adaptive okay. cruise and the bolt euv like the top trim does come with super cruise like as an okay. option gotcha. um but yeah our generation bolt just has a uh, cruise control and lane keep assist and gotcha uh, okay it, it, it keeps you in the lane, um, yeah. but not like not like <laughs> Yeah, really. The ID four does pretty well, though. I will say its lane keep assist um, oh, does that's hold you does hold you well, but there is a sense of ping ponging like every once in a while mm, where you yeah you know, bounce back and forth. But definitely, um, other than that, it's it works pretty well. Gotcha. So, Anything else you want to discuss on this one, or do you want to wrap it up here? I feel like we've, it's been yeah. an hour now, so we usually wrap oh, up geez, by this point. Been an hour. I know. Um, that's crazy. <laughs> well, I, I, the one thing I do want to point out before, you know, we wrap up is that with us preparing for season four and, you know, getting some like topics together, um, we really would like to have more um, guests as well as like voice messages sent to us. That way we can answer yeah. questions from the listeners. So if anybody has any questions, definitely send us a voice message through Living Electric um, or the Anchor app. And yeah. um, we can have you on our show because it would be pretty cool to interact with you guys more. Definitely. Yeah, that's a big like thing we want to do better next season is have some more kind of audience interaction. So yeah, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the only way to add voice messages is through either the Anchor website here or the Anchor app. So you can just click this message button right here. And that'll allow you to essentially upload a voice message to us. And uh, we'll answer that question on on our next episode. So you mm-hmm. get a chance to be featured on the the nation's leading EV podcast, Living Electric. Yeah. Don't, go- don't Google that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, we're getting there. We're we are. getting there. We are. Yes. This is episode 30. Oh, actually, I turn 30 tomorrow. So this is perfect. Oh, look episode at that. 30 for- yep. <laughs> Plug in my birthday. (laughs) Send send us those voice messages because we'd love to hear from you guys. Definitely. And and as always, like we're, our DMs are open on like all social media, either our personal ones or the living electric uh, DM. You can, you can send us stuff there. We need to make sure we allow DMs from everybody on the living electric stuff too. We probably need to check that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So that we don't get like instantly block people if they aren't following us or something. So yes, um, which you should be, but if you aren't yeah. and you still want to message us, you should be able to, but yeah, absolutely. anyway, yeah, anything thanks. else or you think oh. that's good for, 
I think I think it's good, and I just want to say thank you to everybody who's listened to us and supported us. You know, it's uh, it's been a year since we started putting out this podcast, and we're super excited to see where the future takes us. So, thank you guys for supporting Living Electric. Definitely, yeah. We'll be back with season four pretty shortly. Um, we're gonna take a little bit of a break here. I know Brandon, you're gonna be traveling here soon, so we got to yep. figure out some some mobile recording. So that <laughs> so season four might be a little interesting, um, but we'll figure it out. We roll with the punches here. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, appreciate everybody's listening and tuning into this uh, this live stream. Let us know what you thought of this too. This was our first time trying this, so if you have any feedback or things we can improve, definitely let us know. And we'll catch you next season.